back to Happy Home with Dan and Latane. We are a real estate couple that focuses on faith, family, and financial freedom. All right. Episode, Episode six. six is naysayers. So we're going to talk about all the people that tell you real estate's a bad idea. <laughs> and and how you can mess up. Yep. And yeah, just and we've been hearing it for... 23 years. We have. Uh, through successes, people will still tell you, oh, no, this is bad. This is a terrible market. <laughs> um, and it is laughable. It is laughable. Um, you know, I, I've said this recently. You know, we've done probably the best the last few years um, in some big hits, you know, some big, big returns in this market that's been crazy. Um, yeah. But I think it all comes back. People are very uneducated about the real estate world and how the different aspects really operate. They see a very broad picture that is, you know, put out there from people just chatting or what they hear on social media or news outlets, and they make mis- opinions based on what they're hearing, but they really don't know. So it's just on education, honestly. People just, they just don't know. And I get it because if you're not, if you don't study it and you're not educated in that, you don't, you wouldn't know. But don't, don't downplay the people that are trying to get into the world and are trying to find a way for themselves and tell them everything is wrong. So I guess... (laughs) Like, I could go off on a tangent right now. (laughs) Um, Part of it is understanding that every... How do I say it and not be mean or rude? Um, There's there's a lot of ways to find real estate. Mm -hmm. There is... So as we talked in the last episode, there's so many options and things like that. Quit listening to unsuccessful people. Start listening to people that are doing it, that are in the market, you know, even the market that you're in. Start finding people that are successful and start mimicking them. Stop listening to everybody else, the, you know, your best friend's cousin Mm -hmm. that, you know, did one rental property and, and, and... it failed. I, I get so tired of hearing, you know, you can't do this. Yes, you can. We've been doing it since, let me see, I bought my first property in 97. Yeah. We went through the 08 crash. We did. And it was horrible. It was tough. And, and I say that, I probably didn't, we probably really didn't really understand the gravity of it because we were so lean and we were doing, you know, one or two at a time. Um, But yes, I I feel like the naysayers, get away from the naysayers. Start putting yourself around successful people. That's the number one thing. If you want to do real estate, whatever that looks like, I want to buy one rental property. I want to do a flip. I want to buy a commercial piece property. If you want to do real estate, then find someone around you that is not going to be Anyone in your family, if they have not been doing real estate, it is not going to be in your friend circle if they haven't been doing that. It's going to be someone that has been doing this, been doing it for 
an amount of time longer and than six months and has done well at it. And listen, and if you have to go online and search someone out, do it that way because, and I, the one thing the last year that we have heard over and over again, um, well, I won't say the last year because it just started happening probably about six months ago, interest rates. Last year when they were so low and everybody was buying at two, three percent interest, which first of all is unheard of. It is. But because it happened, everyone wants to take that as a norm. And now that they have gone up, a lot of people that don't understand the market, don't understand how it works, oh, you can't buy in this, you can't buy rental property at seven percent because it's just too high. When in reality, three percent was way too low and unsustainable. And, you know, we've had this conversation over and over with so many people, and I the example that I have used so many times, we have bought real estate at 10% for years. years. And I'm talking like 10 years from a private investor who charged 10%, and we knew what we were paying, and we were totally fine with it because as a whole— the deal made sense. It didn't matter if we were paying 10%. It all comes 10%. back to underwriting. If you do your underwriting and it makes sense, it doesn't matter what the interest rate is. You know, we pulled out some old stuff that we had. Um, the very first loan that I did before we even got married was on my little house that I had my college buddies live with me. And it was at 7 it was. And what we'll do is one day we'll pull all these out and we can show you guys the different ones. But I've got a couple here. Here's one. And we were glancing through them. This obviously was a variable rate. So it was as high as... I think we saw 9.25. 9.25. This last one is at 8.5. Yeah. Um, this one is at 14% interest. Um. And this one doesn't have an interest. But then the first one that we did was 7%. It was. So that started in 97. Here we are in 2023. We have paid as much as 14, I think, is our highest. I think that's our highest. And the thing is, is we were talking to one of our realtors, and he said that back in the 80s, when he first started, his dad, he was like, buy this house. And he's like, but dad, the interest rate's 18%. He said, it was 21%. It's a great deal. It's a great deal. Get it. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I think that one, just that one thing, you know, and then you hear, well, you know, real estate's gone up. It has. It has gone and, up. And in my opinion, I don't know that it's going to come down. I really don't. But what we got into, and this is part of people's mindset, is they had low interest rates, they could buy a bigger house, a nicer house. Now people don't want to go back and buy a 30%, 40% less house because two years ago, you could buy this house way up here. And I think that we're in a shift. I think that people are having to understand that 7% interest is not a terrible thing. 
you know, sure. Do we like the two, three percent? Absolutely. Absolutely. But I mean, at that point, money was just ridiculous. It was. And if you look back through history, that it's just, again, it's unsustainable. It's not going to stay there. You know, that for whatever reason, the interest rates dropped that low. People were able COVID. to buy. I mean, it was a lot. They were trying to get the real estate market moving, which it did. It worked. But once it starts moving, you know it's not going to stay because you're going, it just doesn't stay there. So it's going to drop back. It's going to go up. But as again, as long as the deal makes sense, we have paid more for deals in the last two years than we would have before that for the same house. But we've known that going in. We've looked at the deal. You have to look at the whole picture. Does it make sense? Okay, I'm paying 10% interest. I'm paying 20% more. My material costs to fix this up are costing me 30% more. So all in, we are in this way more than we would have been a couple years ago. And labor. I mean, to have people to fix it up. So- Honestly, as I'm just sitting here hearing you talk, naysayers, honestly, you can make excuses for anything. You can. It's no different than any aspect in your life. Working out, we've talked about that, you know, eating healthy. Real estate's the same thing. You can come up with an excuse or you can dig in and you can figure out. And you know what? Your first deal might not be a home run. You always say to me, Dan, this is what you say is get in the game. Yeah. And I I feel very adamant about that is you've got to get in the game. Because even if, say it's not a home run, but what an education you have just bought yourself by buying a deal, whether it was a flip or you bought a rental property, maybe you paid a little too much, you know, your rents aren't exactly where you want to be and you're having a hard, but, but say in the end, you know what, you're not cash flowing, but it pays for itself. You have just bought yourself an education in, okay, now I have got one rental property under my belt, and I know next time I would do A, B, and C different. And that's the whole thing is you talk about education. The next time, you might be a little more conservative because when you underwrite something, you know, you have the market, you have materials, you have labor, you have rents. You know, maybe you were too... Um, liberal in your rent rates just because you were trying to make a deal. I was talking to a, a guy the other day, a young kid, bought a couple of properties, and he's like, Dan, you told me and I learned I'm going to be a little more conservative and I'm not going to just jump into that next deal. He said, I'm going to make sure that this deal works. And that's one of the problems is people don't know how to find deals and how to underwrite them. Understand that you can tweak each one of those little elements. You can. And you can make it look good. Yeah. So make sure, because you're the one ultimately responsible for it. So, so be be cautious yeah. when you're underwriting. You know, another thing with naysayers, they t- if you want to get into rentals, well, then you got to deal with tenants. What if they tear up your property? What if this? What if that? You know, the thing is, there's a lot of what ifs and everything. And we've dealt with tenants. We have dealt with tenants that we have had to ask to move, which is not a wonderful process to go through, but it is a reality of rental properties. Um, We have dealt with tenants that have left the property less than desirable. Um, You know, yes, that is a reality of it. However, anything worth having is going, there's going to be risk involved. There's going to be, you know, there's always some what ifs in the equation 
However, is it worth it in the end? Well, obviously for us it is because we keep buying rental properties and we keep hanging on to them. We haven't sold out and moved on because we had some tenants that didn't react the way we felt like they should. Well, another thing that I always say to people is, you know what? Yeah, sometimes they're left nasty. They're disgusting. You know, how many Christmases did I go and clean out sewers? Mm -hmm. You know, stuff's clogged and I'm out there with the snake on Christmas Day or Thanksgiving Day. However, my past, my job as a firefighter, you know what? What about the frustrations of being a firefighter? You know, I was also missing Christmas. I was also missing Thanksgiving. Um, But I had that opportunity to hire someone to do the drains now. We don't have to do that. Yeah. Um, But you're always going to deal with things. In education, when we were both teachers, there was frustrations in that. So I think going back to mindset, going back to figuring out your personality, I think we you have to really focus on what drives you, what what's your why, what's your personality, and, and what do you feel comfortable with? You yeah. know, you and I, I, I mean, my very first, and I call it like my my learning experience when I first got in, when I went to that realtor and I was like, hey, I want to learn. He had like 100 properties that he was managing. And it was like my first mentor that he didn't know that he was my mentor. And I said, hey, man, I said, what can I do to help you? I want to learn what you do. He took me over to that apartment. And I'll never forget. I, I, I don't remember how much it was, but we, we needed money back. We did. But I scrubbed the floor uh, by hand, getting stains out. The drains had chicken bones shoved down in them. <laughs> and I was just like, this is disgusting. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is in education, being an engineer, and anything, you have frustrations. You have bad situations no matter what you do. So you just have to go in knowing, has it been perfect for us with tenants moving out? No. Now, I do have to admit, you know, you hear people busting in walls and everything else. I think some of that, and this will be a future conversation, some of it comes down to management. You know, treat these people as as human beings, not just a money source. This is their home. You know, if you are having to evict, you know, you can be kind about it. You know, there is a point that it gets that it sometimes it does get ugly, but just understand what you're getting into. And like you said, if you don't like tenants, maybe you want to do something else. Maybe. And there's a whole thing that I've just been introduced to is being like partners with somebody. You know, you could be a financial partner or you could be you know, a partner that does some of the management at a full time. I mean, there's just so many options. That's the thing is you've got people telling, no, you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do this for all these reasons. But understand, if this is something you truly want to do, there's a way to do it and a way to make it fit your personality. If you don't want to deal with tenants, but you want to own rental properties, hire a property manager. And then you never have to deal with them. The property management company deals with every bit of it. And they just send you whatever's they send you the check every month for the rents they've collected. Right. You know, if you don't, there's always an answer for every naysayer what says, well, these are the things that can go wrong. Well, they can. But there is an answer for those of how it can go right as well. And you got to think of the reward. What's yes. the reward you know, the whole saying risk versus reward. Mm -hmm. What's the reward? You know, for us taking on all these frustrations and aggravations at times, the reward now 
And, you know, like we've talked, you know, one of the things when we started this was we were going to be honest. We didn't do it the easiest way. We self-manage so much, you know, I was out there at times cleaning out stuff, doing things, dealing with, you know, now we're starting to implement more where we do have a girl in the office. We are looking at hiring an attorney to do our evictions where I would always go and do our evictions. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know that there's a right or wrong way to do this, but just learn how to make it work and be successful. And, and, and since then, we have become, I feel like it's been a great success. And, and you know, there's times we'll get into stuff and we'll be like, man, why did we do it? And even then, now, we've done that. I mean, we do it every day. We bought, you know, 20 units back in December. And it's been almost every day since then. We're like, man, what have we done? But when we step back and look at the whole picture, the whole project's like, yeah, this is going to be worth it. We just have to work through it. So because it was a management headache. It was. It's been and it has been. It is now. It is it's kind of leveling out and we're getting some things to where we want them to be. You know, we're having to rehab a lot, a lot more than we thought. Okay. So we and just And we dealt a lot it. with with the whole situation that we were just talking about with dealing with asking people to leave. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's been hard. I mean, it's, it has been. And especially when rent rates have gone up to here and their rents have been down here. It's it's hard to tell somebody to leave, but it's just part of the game. It and is it's part worth of the game. The risk. It's worth the reward. It the whole process has been good for us. But that I, I think the number one thing when we were talking about this with naysayers, surround yourself with people like minded who have, even if their dreams are not real estate, but they have dreams that are bigger that everybody's telling them you can't do that. Surround yourself with people that are thinking along your path that are going to encourage you and not discourage you, not tell you all the things that go wrong, because anything can go wrong if you go into it uneducated and go into it with an ignorant mindset. But if you know what you're doing, you have a plan, and you work it through, one way or another, you're going to come out on the other side and say, okay, I didn't do as well on the monetary side, but I learned something. Or, wow, I did great. I did better than I thought I would on the monetary side. I think I might have you know, fell into something there. It might not go that way next time, but I want to keep moving. You know, it's funny you say fall into something because that was us finding weekly rentals. It was, you know, where we were always doing everything monthly and then we fell into the weekly just, and it was actually by helping somebody. It was. Um, I think a good point to this, you know, not that we're, I mean, if someone's listening to us, obviously they're in, interested, but that's part of what this group is about is we can actually give you our insight, but then what's so cool is the community coming together and saying, hey, you know what? I had someone tell me I couldn't do this, or it's problem solving. A lot of what we deal with in real estate is problem solving. It is a lot of problem solving. You know, from management to to the construction Mm -hmm. side of things, to the deal side of things. So get involved with the community that we're doing right now. Because I think that would benefit a lot of people because it is hard. And and I think, and let's talk about the naysayers in a different perspective. We, we didn't actually go into this. As a lot of the naysayers, especially like family members and stuff, they're not doing it to tell you not to do it, to be mean. You're right. Or they don't want to see you successful. Yeah. They're actually 
in their mind, they're protecting you. Exactly. You agree. know what? We heard somebody had a door busted in at one of their rentals. We heard so-and-so lost all of their money in rentals for whatever reason. So that true, they're coming at it from a perspective of, I'm trying to protect you from a downfall. I'm trying to keep you safe. And I get it. You know, we understand that. However, there is an aspect in life to dream and to want to expand and to move yourself forward that at some point you've got to decide, okay, I know they love me and I hear what they're saying, but I know this is where I want to go and I'm just going to make it happen. And respect that and appreciate that. Appreciate their care for you yeah. and that they're, it's really coming from a, a side of, I love you enough to tell you my concerns for you. Correct. But I think that you need to get involved in communities, if it's Happy Home, if it's other communities, that will encourage you along the way because- Real estate has been phenomenal to us. It has, it been. has afforded us to be with our family, you know, us to spend more time, go on more vacations, not have to go to that W 2 job. But even what we said we, today, we were talking, we have built the life we wanted. We have. And it has been through real estate. That has been our vehicle. It, we've built what we wanted, we knew we had a goal. And here we are. And I mean, we're still continuing to expand. I still want to learn. You know what? We have been very much against some asset classes and we don't want to go down that road. But it's like, I don't know, maybe we do. Because I want to learn everywhere we can to just for an education sake. But hey, this might be something new for us to try. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and even our or my adversity to debt where I spent last weekend with a bunch of guys that focus on using debt to their advantage. You know, just be open, Mm -hmm. get involved, educate yourself, and realize that, you know, there there's gonna be tough times. Yeah. You know, don't don't get discouraged from the first disappointment because if you quit after the first disappointment, it's gonna be tough. Absolutely. Um but there is a lot of reward. There is a lot of opportunity. You know, real estate to me is the best thing out there. Um, you know, look at other successful people, very wealthy people. They might have started in other aspects, but it's it's real estate that they hold their wealth in and they and they develop more wealth in. So I it's hard for me. <laughs> When I hear naysayers, and that's why at the beginning I kind of got a little, I get a little feisty <laughs> because, um, and I mean, it happened in my own life. It I has. remember my grandpa, he actually invested with another, his neighbor. And when I started in real estate, I went to grandpa and I was like, hey, grandpa, you know, would you do this? And my grandpa thought I had three heads. <laughs> I mean, he looked at me like I was crazy, mm-hmm. you know, and I didn't let it stop me though. And, and that's the biggest thing is I just don't want to see people stop. I'm not telling you to be frivolous and stupid Absolutely. as you make decisions. You know, we'll go more into underwriting, you know, dealing with the actual business of real estate. But you've got to do it. You've got to get in the game. Got to get in the game every so, time. Yep. That's where you got to start. So. Do you have any other thoughts? No, I think we're good. All right. Well, we will see you guys next time.